comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Recording and this is out now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron, and as always, this is Abrahando El Gaganto. I don't know what that means. Hey, oh, they all that. Huh? All right, <laughs> out now is a film podcast <laughs> which says Abe and I discussing new movies weekly. We also bring in a little discussion about the latest movie trailers, box office results, and predictions, callback to past films and uh, similar to the main film of the week, games, and other fun stuff. Uh, this week's episode, we are we are back with regular episodes. This is episode fifty-four, and uh, we are going to do a little bit of a double here. We have uh, the Raven with John Cusack and the Pirates, a band of misfits from Ardman Animations, and joining us to discuss some of these features this week and just have a generally fun time with Abe and I. Uh, we have writer for Creed's Delight and occasionally Why So Blue, the smallest user of the Intersect, Matt Goodman. Hello. Is he really that small? How you doing? Smallest user of the intersect. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I make Chuck jokes for our guests. That's how I Okay. Uh, so, a uh, few announcements before we get underway with everything. Um, prizes for our 50th episode were delivered, and I believe received by at least two of our party, so of the, of the three winners. So, you know, good on them. And you could win, too, if you, you know, just listen to these episodes and... and just fulfilled the requirements of our intensely easy contest that we have every so often. Speaking of intensely easy contests that we have every so often, we have another contest winner. Uh, a few weeks ago, Abe and I put up a contest related to Cabin of the Woods, which was, uh, that was, that was a fun episode, yeah. Especially with the spoiler section. Talking. Yeah, the spoiler section at the end of us, Scott Mendelssohn and, and Jordan, we had a, had, a, had a good time just delving into all the secrets of Cabin in the Woods, which is still a fantastic movie. But... Having said that, we made a contest, a very simple one, where all you need to do is email in with some kind of, you know, some kind of story or anything that kind of related to, like, a horror experience that you might have had or something that, like, generally scares you or something. And uh, we had it. We have a winner. We have a person that entered in and gave us the kind of story that we wanted to hear. Um, it is Mike Blakemore. And uh, so congratulations to you, Mike. And here, hold this. I got the email right here. He, he, uh, he says here, the horror movie that has always stayed with me is Invasion of the Body Snatchers, the uh, late 70s version with Donald Sutherland. The last scene, spoilers, the last scene when he opens his mouth and they play the loud, scary music always freaked me out. Also, the concept of anybody who could be a pod person made me look at my neighbors a little different. <laughs> I, was, I was about 11 when I saw this movie. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing. I don't know why. It's an email. I, just read a string. I, was, 11, I was 11 when this movie came out and uh, the other thing I remember about it is that I missed the okay I missed the naked breast scene because I was looking for my candy that I had dropped. I love that part of the email. <laughs> okay, in real life, I have a fear of somebody coming into my house by climbing into the window. Uh, listen to your podcast every week. Thanks for all that. Blah, 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 blah. Actually, his his real life fear reflects the 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 thing about the strangers that yeah. I hate because it's just like, that's scary. <laughs> but, um, 
but yeah, the uh, invasion of the body snatchers. Good, good call right there. And I have a, I have congratulations, Mike, because you just won. You've won, as I mentioned before, a Cabin in the Woods T-shirt as well as the Evil Dead Two DVD. So I mean, that seems like a pretty sweet prize for filling for taking five minutes to write out a couple sentences. It seemed like it, that's probably like, just two minutes, actually. Yeah, probably less. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just. Right? He just he just drunkenly typed something and like and sent it away, <laughs> and now he wins a prize for that. So <laughs> anyone else can you know win prizes too whenever we announce our contest. It's really easy. Just you know email us at outnowpodcast@gmail.com and send emails anyway. We like getting emails. It's fun. It makes our work easier because then we can just bounce off whatever the hell our listeners have to say. Absolutely. <laughs> Speaking of which, Mike points out the invasion of the body snatchers from the seventies of Donald Sutherland. I watched that movie with a friend once, and at the in that movie when basically when you become like a pod person. The, the signal to other pod people is basically you, like point your hand out and just like screaming at them. He's like, yeah, <laughs> you made it. Can you do people, that again, like, Aaron? What, what's the sound? It sounds like this. Yeah. Okay. If you did have it was, yeah. I'm going to do it one more time, probably. Yeah. Okay. So that's. <laughs> so, we, so my friend and I would watch the Invasion of the Body Snatchers, and that happened. And so we immediately started doing it to each other. <laughs> but like, it, it started out really small, where like, uh, like when you turn your head and you turn back, like your my friend's finger would be in my face and be making the noise. And so, it, and you like kind of startle you at first, really, because there's a finger like right in your face. So it, but then it uh, kind of jumped up a notch, where uh, we'd be doing it to each other. Like when I'd come over, he'd be like standing there in the doorway, knowing I was there, making you in the face, and I'd do the same thing. And then what? So one time he, I came home from work, and when I got in. He had come around like the in the, the like like backyard area. So when I walked I walked in through my garage, I walked out and I saw like in like the corner of my eye, I saw him standing out in the backyard making the face at me, <laughs> doing the <laughs> So I like that like made me chill. You know, that's a kind of creepy. So got, yeah, that's like, that's like home invasion. He's just, he's just standing there waiting for me to do it. So I got him back the best, though. This is where it kind of ended because it was too much. Where I he Abe, you should be happy with this. He does Taekwondo. Oh, nice. And he was coming. He was coming back from it, and um, I had his sister help me with this. Where I I called him, telling him that he should he because I was go, I was gonna like come over later, but I was already at his house, so I was coming over. And I I um I I, I had to say because I know he's, I know he's coming back from Taekwondo. It's like you need to like take a shower because I don't want to be smelling you <laughs> like yeah. Like when no practice there or that and like his sister was like insisting that he do that too when he got home and but i was already in the shower standing in the shower waiting creepy. for him it is like, was like, like uh, dropping a load creepy i was i was i was standing in there waiting for him to come so he finally he gets ready to go and take a shower and he pulls over the curtain i'm standing there doing the face of the noise <laughs> and he like fell backwards out naked it was hilarious it was the most amazing thing <laughs> And this is this is oh, last yes. week, right? <laughs> this is last week. A few years ago now. But you know, just you know, always be careful about pod people, I think is the moral of that story. <laughs> I think I think I believe we've established yes, we this. Have, yeah. Okay. So congratulations, Mike, for winning the <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, last announcement. Keeping a straight face. Uh, iTunes reviews and ratings, always nice to get those. Mike wrote us an email in five seconds. So, you know, it probably takes less than that to click like a star rating in iTunes and, you know, help us out. Helps the show out. It's nice. Be cool to do. Helps the keep, keep single alive. So let's uh let's move on now. Let's move on to know everybody, where each week we ask each other a few questions to try and set the tone for the podcast and help get to know everybody. So um let's start with Abe this week. All right, Matt. Can you see yourself Winning Pirate of the Year, and if so, what would your pirate name be? Uh, Pirate of the Year. Well, Captain Pirate's already taken, so I'd probably be 
Pennyworth. Pennyworth. Right. Pennyworth. I like that name. Captain, Captain Pennyworth. Pennyworth. Captain Pennyworth. Very cool. I, I'd be pirate who lost one nostril. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I don't know. I just figured there'd be an elaborate pirate story if I had lost a nostril. I don't think I'd have I'd a pirate name. I think that I'd just be like the token Asian pirate. <laughs> You'd be Chow Yun Fan at World's End. But he dies so easily. I don't want to be Chow Yun Fan more than no. You could, you'd be, you could be Donnie Yen in the deleted scenes of that World's End. <laughs> was he in that? No, of course not. But <laughs> he was Ip Man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. At the same time. Okay, Aaron, who would win a fight, Edgar Allan Poe or Martin Blake? Hmm. Hmm. Let me think. Poe. Who's taller? I think that's really what, <laughs> that's what it comes great, down to for me. Yeah, great analysis, sir. <laughs> Who's his taller here? Well, Martin Blake's Irish. <laughs> but Edgar Allan Poe, he's kind of wiry. Yeah, he's got a... Hmm. I'd, prob- I'd probably say Martin Blake. Martin Blake, by the way, he's a... Irish yeah. writer of, in, from 18th century. It, he relates. Um, obscure reference. <laughs> but, um, yeah, probably say Irish. That was a random question, too. But I'll go with it. I'm going to say, I'll say, I'll say Martin Blake. You know, like Poe. But, you know, I think he, he can talk the talk, but I don't think he quite walked the walk. Uh, yeah. Abe, do you think Nick Cage would have brought Damn more it. to the role of Edgar <laughs> Allan Poe? That's my question. That was my second question. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Yes, I really he actually would took, have. I, took, I, you took my question too. <laughs> that's exactly what my second question. I was gonna ask you that question. I was so happy about it. Um, yes, that would have been fantastic if Nicolas Cage was there because I could totally see him just Nicolas Caging out uh, in the bar or just cage yeah, raging, cage raging, and, and especially just you know doing his uh, subtle and then going to really intense speaking. That would have been just fantastic, and um, yeah, I, I think it would have actually really fun. Tell to hearts beneath the floorboards, and you could, you'd stop the yeah, heart! Exactly. <laughs> it keeps pounding! Um, Aaron, would you have liked The Raven better with Nicolas Cage? Okay, fuck off. You gotta answer. You have to ask me a real that question. That's my question! <laughs> you can't ask me the same question. Right. Um, I'm trying to think of a question. Yeah, you All think right. of one. I got to, I'm still trying to think of another question <laughs> myself, because you took my pirate name question. All right, I got, I got one. All right, uh, Aaron. Um, yeah. Well, albino characters become a token movie character nowadays. Now that Pirates Band of Misfits has been released, will there be more albino characters? Yeah, albino token characters. I can only think of two so far. One is in Pirates, and the other one is in um, not another teen movie. Okay, so you clearly you forgot about Powder. Well, was he albino? I thought he just had like no hair. That does not make him not <laughs> completely white. Is he? Is he completely not white? <laughs> I believe he is blue white. It powdery. <laughs> that was his power. His powder power. He's a powder puff guy. Um, no, Abe. I don't think there'll be more popular albino characters because powder. I don't know how to keep relating to that, but um, if there were more albino, well, who's who's really white anyway? Albino characters. Just token albino character. Like like every like all movie. All of a sudden, now like them. Blade has a sidekick and he's albino. And he's like always in the shade because he gets sunburned really easily. Yes, he has very fair skin, so he has to use sunblock. <laughs> well, we'll see then, I guess. I'll, I'll, uh, let's, let's, let's see how let's see how this one plays out. We'll come back to this question in like six months. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> six months. <laughs> Thor's, Thor's like house servant is albino. 
I'm putting I'm putting a note down right now, but on my uh, come my, uh, back my to albino question. <laughs> it's on my it's on my bulletin board of important things to consider. Albino questions, albino albino characters and movies. All right, in the Pirates Band of Misfits, uh, Hugh Grant has Brendan Gleeson as his right hand man, and if if you could have an actor as your right hand man, if you were a pirate, who would you have, Aaron? That, that's a question. That is a fantastic Boom. question. That's, that's a good that's question. Way better than Aaron's right. questions. Thank you, Abe. <laughs> Thank you. you. You being the one who wants to relate everything back to, like, what the fuck movie do you want? Nick Cage movies, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, who, if, I had to, if I had to have an actor as a sidekick character, who would I want as a sidekick Um, Let's see. I have a friend of the show, Kyle Chandler. Yeah, friend of the show, Kyle Chandler. Well, he doesn't seem more like a sidekick character, he, though. Would you like really? He'd be him? a strong number two. You'd be a, you'd be like a decent number two to him, maybe. All right, fine. Tim but... Riggins, fine. Tim Riggins. Well, he's not a friend of the show. See, my mind immediately goes to like Don Don Cheadle in a <laughs> Devil in a Blue Dress as Mouse. That's where he like broke out. So I'm gonna go with that. I'm gonna go with Don Cheadle. Cool. Boom. That's my answer. And he, we we both have sweet hats. <laughs> Yes, yeah, we'd have sweet hats. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. You're mad that you don't have a sweet hat with Tim Riggins. I am. Yeah, I'm, I am <laughs> yeah. mad. Yeah. <laughs> Realistically, yes. <laughs> all right, so that's a little bit of no, everybody. I, th- I think we've all properly set the tone for this episode, and that tone is obviously wild and wacky. Woo-hoo! So, moving <laughs> <laughs> on. All right, let's uh, get to movie trailer talk. We, uh, we're going to talk about some of the newest movie trailers that have come out. And uh, the first trailer I'm going to talk about is The House at the End of the Street, which is starring Jennifer Lawrence, fresh off of, off of Hunger Games, and Elizabeth Shue. Really big shoe. And, um, mad about shoe. Mad about shoe. Um, callback. Callback. Um <laughs> Uh, this is the uh, this is it looks like a horror thriller that involves a mother and a daughter who have moved to a new town and they move into some house that is presumably near or close to the end of the street and I really? guess this house probably yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> and I guess this house probably had some uh, something terrible happen to it because you know why, why not and I guess the people that also live on the street probably were involved in the terrible things that happened and of course Abe, horror hijinks ensue. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, <laughs> hijinks—the best way to sum up a, a word, sum up a story. Um, okay, so with all that said, House of the Other Street may be kind of scary. The trailer runs backwards for whatever reason, probably because it makes it somewhat more interesting than it already is. With all that out of the way, uh, Matt, what do you think of this trailer? Uh, the trailer itself, I think it looks kind of redundant a bit, but I think it's going to sell because of Jennifer Lawrence. I think it has kind of a nice, scary thriller tone to it, so I'm probably going to check it out. Uh, it's kind of weird. It kind of reminded me of um, uh, Cabin in the Woods with the uh, redneck killer family thing vibe going, but it was. I, I like the, the element of putting everything backwards. Um, and this is like the first time I've seen Elizabeth Shue since like Back to the Future Part Three, so you've well, seen no, all the shoes. I, I, I have to say that I did see uh, what's the one with Kevin Bacon where he goes invisible. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, so I don't know. I don't know what she's been up to, but uh, she was in Piranha 3D. I didn't, I didn't watch Piranha 3D, sadly yet. Well, you need yeah, to catch exactly. up because we've got to we're gonna review Piranha 3 Double D soon. <laughs> But uh, it's an interesting concept. I wonder what's going to happen. It would be interesting if it was just 
you know, I don't know. I, I, it looks okay, but I'm not I'm not too like thrilled about it. I don't know why. The Saints with Val Kilmer, she was a bat. I'm gonna the keep Saints. failing you. Oh, <laughs> uh, with thin Val <laughs> Kilmer, you know we have we have like fat Jonah Hill and thin Jonah Hill. Now we have like fat Val Kilmer and thin John or thin Val Kilmer. So yeah, back when with thin Val Kilmer. <laughs> um yeah, I I'm kind of in the same like yeah this looks something. It, look, it looks like um. It looks like this movie would be like not interesting at all if the trailer was played in like regular order, in, like, regular way. So they're like, well, I guess this makes it more interesting. So they decided to play the trailer backwards, even though like you know the movie's not going to be like that at all. Well, we'll see. I ha- I'd be very I'd be surprised if the movie actually was played that way in any way. But yeah, not not uh, not not too uh, too big on it. I you know we'll we'll see. I guess, but well, it didn't look it didn't look too interesting. I um. It, you know, it, it'll it'll be neat to see Jennifer Lawrence, I guess, in a movie like this. See what she's bringing out, to the, bringing to the table. So far, I've only I've kind of two for three with Jennifer Lawrence. I like her in Winter's Bone and Hunger Games, and I didn't really like her in uh, X Men First Class. So we'll... I liked her in that. It's because she's blue, isn't it? Racist. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Send all your emails to outnowpodcast at gmail dot com. Um, yeah, so how's the yeah, how, um, oh, this is interesting. Jonathan Mostow is credited as a story writer. He, um, he, Jonathan Mostow directed uh, Surrogates and Terminator 3 and U571 and Breakdown, which is mm. a cool movie, but a Terminator 3, but that's weird that he's, he's got a story credit on this one. I guess he's writing movies. Right up the storm. Okay, well, we'll see. Um, House of the End of the Street opens September 21st, 2012, so we have all of summer to wait and anticipate House at the End of the Street. But uh, in the meantime, our next trailer, speaking of nothing, I have no segue for that. <laughs> our next trailer is um, the new Steven Soderbergh stripping dramedy <laughs> starring Channing Tatum, uh, Magic Mike. And um, yeah, this is a film which stars Channing Tatum as a male stripper who has aspirations to become a furniture maker, a, a, a product designer. Oh. And, um, but he, he's also, you know quite talented in his you know in his profession that he has as is and um yeah it's it's also a steven soderbergh film something you wouldn't see coming if you watch this trailer blind um so with that being said abe what'd you think of the trailer it actually looks pretty funny i mean i i'm i don't know how great of a movie it's gonna be but the trailer is pretty pretty decently made and put together um a lot of jokes here and there i thought it was gonna be like something kind of over the top raunchy um and to some degree it is meh it looked all right, uh, better than I thought it was going to be. I I think it looks pretty good. I have faith in Soderbergh, and it's kind of cool how Chang Tatum is playing himself because I'm looking up online, and he used to actually be a stripper under the stage name Chan Crawford. <laughs> so this so this should be interesting. He's had real life experience, I guess. So we'll see. Or he, you know, he did a very um, good job, you know, historically checking out the role. <laughs> I should mention that basically the cast is filled with uh, hot guys, I guess would be the best way to phrase that. You have Shannon Tatum, Matt Bomer from uh, White Collar, and from Ooh. Chuck, actually. And um, let's see, uh, I am number four, Alex uh, Pettifer, uh, Matt McGonaghy, who found an excuse to take his shirt <laughs> off, and uh, uh, Joe Mang... I can't say that name. Joe Manganiello. Uh-huh. Joe Manganiello from uh, True Blood. Um, so, yeah, you certainly... You certainly pack the pack the uh, the roster with a bunch of hot guys stripping, so that's something for the something for the ladies and uh, Abe, and uh, 
then you also have Olivia Munns in this movie and um, the the female lead, I guess, the one that Channing Tatum is coming out, Cody Horn. Not too familiar with her. I think I've seen her in some uh, stuff. She was on The Office. Oh, really? Was she, was she, was she like a... Was she like a Oh, okay. She was, she was when she was. Uh, who was she? She was. Will, she was Will Ferrell's assistant. Yeah, yeah. It was like a, like a temp or something. Yeah, it was like okay. So, huh. Yeah. So, a huge arc for that character. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, <laughs> but yeah, so this is. Yeah, I gotta say, I'm I'm excited about this movie mainly because Steven Soderbergh makes me happy every time he makes a movie. And as I've said before, Abe, I'm on the Channing Tatum train now. So, <laughs> I I, 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 I have no all his bad stuff after I watched Twenty One Jump Street. I, I yeah I have I have nothing against seeing Channing Tatum in a movie as this is the year of Tatum, so it's yeah it's the it, it's not it's not the year of Tom Hardy yet it's still the year of Channing Tatum so we're sticking with that for now and I'll you know I'll watch a movie like this it look, it look I like how the trailer is kind of designed where it, like it looks really like fast paced and like you know that techno beat in the background it's like yeah this is gonna be a fun time comedy and like with Steven Soderbergh it's probably gonna be like much more deliberately paced and like have like a score that's not quite fitting of the of the, the tone that the trailer is trying to go for but that said it'll probably be a fun movie still, I'll, I'll probably still i mean you have a uh, matthew mcgonaghy taking his shirt off and everyone likes that right right crickets chirping man uh. yeah. oh, okay <laughs> so uh, yeah you know we'll see uh, it opens on the same day as Channing tatum's other movie gi joe retaliation so uh go, see how that joe. goes Exactly. Knowledge is power. Um, so yeah, uh, Magic Mike opens June 29th, and uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see. <laughs> we probably won't review that movie because there'll be GI Joe coming <laughs> out, but or or we'll just do a Channing Tatum special, one of those. Leaning towards Channing Tatum special. Mm, we'll see. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, you, maybe you can watch Step Up. Oh yeah, so. I'm, I'm excited for that one actually. Ever since you ever since you mentioned that the Step Up things are like actually pretty well choreographed and shot, I was like interesting. I like no, I like I like. Uh, Jordan's idea of like one of us watches Step Up One, one watches Step Up Two, and one watches Step Up Three all at the same time, and we do a commentary. I like that plan. <laughs> we'll have to we'll have to discuss that. That actually sounds pretty fun. <laughs> it's gonna be an interesting experiment, and you know, one that li- listeners have had options of which movie. They're probably all the same length, right? Mm-hmm. So mostly. Anyway, we're getting yeah. way off topic. Uh, let's move. Let's 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 move back to what we're gonna do. We're gonna talk about some movies now, I guess. Let's talk about uh, our first our first film review for Pirates, the uh, a band of misfits. When tales are told of pirates, their vicious nature and their ruthless ways. One pirate is more feared than them all. Avast! I'm the pirate captain. And I'm here for your gold. Gold? Afraid we don't have any gold, old man. This is a leper boat. See? Behind every captain, there's a crew. Land ho! Sorry! Sure, some of you are as ugly as a sea cucumber. Uh, some of you are closer to being a chair or coat rack than a pirate. And some of you are just fish I've dressed up in a hat. Okay, so that was a bit of the trailer for The Pirates, a band of misfits, the new film from Arba Animations. Uh, they previously brought us the uh, Wallace and Gromit series and uh, Chicken Run, and this is their newest uh, stop-motion animated film. Um, it involves uh, Hugh Grant as Pirate Captain, who is... A very charismatic pirate, also very vain, and he has, but he has a loyal crew, and they all seem to like him a lot. 
And uh, he has aspirations of becoming Pirate of the Year. He's missed out on winning the Pirate of the Year award for like 20 years, but he's really determined this year. And uh, he hopes to achieve that. And his plan is, well, he gets he meets up with Charles Darwin, as you do, <laughs> and learns that his uh, beloved parrot is actually a very rare bird, a dodo. His basic plan is to kind of take the dodo to a science fair and try to try to try to win plenty of booty that way and hopefully be able to earn his title as Pirate of the Year based on all the booty he's collected. But things go kind of amiss as they do, and it'll be up to Pirate Captain to try and keep the respect that he has from his crew, or maybe just go out and be Pirate of the Year through all the all the booty he's making. Well, we'll see. But uh, with all that said. Plenty of claymation hijinks ensue. And um, Abe, what did you, you think of the Pirates of Animus? Uh, I thought it was actually pretty fun. It's uh, it's innocent, fun family humor. Um, not a whole lot of adult jokes here. And there's some peppered here and there, but um, on the whole, it's it's pretty innocent. You know, it's you can go in with about anybody. You can have some laughs. Um, nothing's vulgar or over the top. Claymation is pretty funny. The storyline is actually pretty interesting, the way that they run into Charles Darwin, like what you had said. And um, the science fair is just fantastic. It was really funny. Just, you know, apparently, you know, the dodo is way better than electricity. So, um, yeah. yes. <laughs> Makes electricity look like crap, actually. But uh, it's just, you know, I, I don't think that it was something that uh, as memorable as maybe even Chicken Run or Curse of the Were-Rabbit, um, but it's definitely, um, it's got a family-friendly touch to it, and you can't knock that. Matt? Um, yeah, like, I, I actually had a reasonably good time with it. I mean, I'm big on Claymation, Chicken Run, Curse of the Were-Rabbit. I like all that stuff, except for Corpse Bride. Couldn't stand that film. Agreed. Um... With that said, this movie it it had some moments that I laughed a lot. I like all like all Airman films, they're always charming, witty. But for this one I just didn't find it incredibly funny. There's a lot of hit miss comedy. I mean what really is elevating this is the stellar voice cast. We have like David Tennant, Selma Hayek, Brendan Gleason, and then obviously Hugh Grant was great in this. But it just didn't totally satisfy the first half, maybe like the first 30 minutes until they start actually traveling to the Queen Victoria Island. I don't remember what it was called. Until then, I wasn't really having much fun. Once they meet Darwin and everything, then the movie picks up and it gets pretty good. But I, I did laugh a lot. I laughed at their attempts to become the, good, the greatest pirates. And yeah, I liked it a lot. Not a lot, but a little. Yeah, I would agree that it's fun. That's, that's kind of where yeah. I'm getting. I think um, Abe and I, I think we both had kind of higher expectations for this movie just because we really like. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think we both, you know, we really enjoy like Walls of Grom and Curse of the Were Rabbit and uh, yeah. and uh, Chicken. Abe, have you seen Chicken Run? Recently? I haven't seen it recently, but I still remember a lot Great. of it. Yeah, I've only I've only seen Chicken Run like the one time in theaters, and I liked yeah. it. But uh, but I have seen Walls and I've, I have watched Wall, I have Walls and Gromit the show like yeah, on those, those, and like I, three I've watched, twenty minute episode things. Yeah, yeah, they're like the old episodes, and I really like uh, Curse. I saw Curse of the Were Rabbit a couple times in theaters. Did you ever actually. see but, a matter uh, of Loaf and Death? Um, that's one that like came the after the Were Rabbit. Thing. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see that one actually. This one, I, I should. It's like on Netflix, I believe. I just haven't watched it. But yeah, with that said, yeah, um, I think we had like some slightly higher expectations, and like. I certainly had fun, but it, it is a, it was unfortunate that I didn't have more fun. I guess I, I, uh, yeah. 
I wish the, and it's funny because I think the reason I didn't have as much fun as I would have wanted to is because the, I think that I think this kind of these kind of films work better with the kind of the drier British humor, and I don't, I think this movie was it tried to be too big in, in yeah. a lot of ways. I think like the best the best moments come from some of the from some of the smaller moments as opposed to like the the grander epic moments that this film presents. And that said, the animation's really good in this movie. Like yeah. for being a stop animated film, it can't be easy to make a pirate film that takes place on water and has all these ships and exotic locations and things. So I really admire what went into the making of this film for sure. Like it's a great looking movie, and um, yeah, I like the voice cast as well. Like Hugh Grant's a lot of fun as the lead character, and I like seeing Martin Freeman as the supporting role, and Imelda Staunton's in as the Queen Victoria, and yeah, David Tennant's here. Like there's a really there's a lot of really cool like cast members of this film. It's like yeah, this is all well and good, and the soundtrack was pretty nice too. I like the uh, the use of contemporary yeah. tracks of this kind of movie Appreciated made me that. happy, especially. Especially because like Flight of the Concords is in at one point, and it's like I didn't see that coming at all, and I was like, "That's awesome." <laughs> but yeah, overall, yeah, I, I thought it was I thought it was fun, just not a not like a, a a memorable fun where I'm like, I need to go see that again, or like everyone needs to race out and see this kind of fun. I think it was it was good enough for what it was, but I wish it was I wish it was yeah, like more a, fun. Just like a slight twinge better, or not better, but just like yeah. a slight twinge more. I don't know comedic I, I don't really know how to describe it it's just you know it's fine the way that it is but it's just it's really built for probably like a, a 12 and under audience where they just see I, I don't know if it's built for like a necessarily like a, just a young i just think like Matt said, it's just kind of hit or miss it's not as funny as it could yeah. be and because i think like the jokes with these kind of movies like the i, I never really think there's I opposed to still like Pixar movies or some movies where like they have like that mix of jokes where there are some jokes for kids right. and some jokes for adults. I think like the Ardman movies tend to be kind of jokes for everyone to enjoy and it's just like on a different level for some audiences. Okay. And I feel I feel like this one just it, it had a lot of that, but like just some of them just weren't hitting as strongly as they could yeah. have. I can see that point of view. I mean I, I do agree that it is hit or miss. I, I don't know. I think that it's also just a matter of I don't know. I don't really actually know. I mean, it, it reminded me a lot of Flushed Away. Yeah, I don't know if you guys ever remember seeing that. I never saw but Flushed Away, it, actually. Yeah, I didn't That was a big miss for me, because it was... I, I thought that... Oh, yeah, Claymation. It, it's... I don't think it's by Ardman, but... It's it's uh, Ardman it, Animations. It's not It's not by, like, uh, Nick, Nick, uh, Park. Nick Park. Yeah. But it was just kind of, you know... It wasn't as clever as I thought that it was going to be, um, as what I would think that, you know, the Ardman Productions would have, but... I don't know. I mean, Pirates, it was it was fun, but yeah, I, I agree with Matt, though. It kind of picks up after they meet Charles Darwin. Um, I especially like the science fair when, um, you know, they're able to, to switch costumes like that. It's actually just really funny. Um, you know, they're, they're not they're not pirates, they're Girl Scouts, and then they're not Girl Scouts, they're scientists. So, uh, it, it's pretty clever, those little jokes. I like that. I like that. I had fun at the beginning, though, where, where they're just... <laughs> Just the, the the concept of ham night being <laughs> the best thing about being a pirate. <laughs> like, <laughs> is it the pirates or is it the plundering or the cutlasses? No, it's ham night. <laughs> the best bit about being a pirate isn't the looting or the cutlasses. It's not the grog or the scurvy or the scantily clad mermaids. The best bit about being a pirate is ham night. But um, yeah, I mean, it's it's a lovable adventure, and it's um, it's probably just something that 
I guess we'll get to the rating soon, but it's just one of those things where I was I was talking to some of my friends. I was like, I don't really know if it's worth the twelve dollars for admission, uh, but it's definitely something fun to watch. It's apparently based off a book series. I, wasn't I saw aware of. that in, like, the, in the credits. The, the, the Pirates book series, which I guess the, this is based off two of those books, and it, it makes me curious as to how the, how faithful I guess it is to that to that series. If like the if if it's more if the humor is because I believe it's like an, uh, an English or a UK book mm-hmm. series, so I'm, I'm curious. I guess if the, if it's like if the humor in that book is more if if it's drier, if it more if it kind of fits those yeah, sensibilities mean, more yeah. and more. Or is added on to it to you know make it fit for like an American audience, basically for an American audience and for like audiences all over, as opposed to just like dry British humor. But that said, I mean this is good. I think people plenty enjoy it. I forgot that Wallace and Gromit uh, won the best animated film Oscar that year too. That that made me, the um, the curse of the wear at it. I forgot that they did that because I just like I tend to assume that all Pixar movies win those, but that was there was none even nominated. Surprise, that year. yeah. But yeah. what, back to your point about like American audiences versus the um, the UK audiences, I, I I get that humor too, or I get the humor is different. Um, there's actually something interesting. I'm just looking at the IMDb page. I didn't know that there's two albino pirate voices. Anton Yelchin is the the US version, but he's like the only, yeah, so... or I guess Al Roker too. Um, yeah, it's, Roker, it's really interesting. Yeah. It's just like I guess nobody knows who Russell Tovey is. Um, so I I guess if they had to change the voice. I don't think it's a matter of not knowing who it is. I think it's just maybe the way his he was saying, the way he was. His, yeah, I think it might have been like an accent yeah, thing, okay. or maybe they thought the jokes would land better with that voice. Know, but it's, it's interesting, just to but it, it it just goes to back up the point of you know there are some differences in, in just kind of the humor and. I'd be curious to know if there are additional changes made to, for the American release of this film as opposed to the UK release, like if certain. If bits were cut out because they're, I wouldn't the, the mind. Yeah, I wouldn't mind watching just if there was a straight UK version. I wouldn't mind watching that because I enjoy those. To Amazon, <laughs> where the women leave not much to the imagination. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, any any other any other things to say about a uh, pirates boy wrap up here? No. Uh, Nope. All right. <laughs> Let's move on. Move on to our rating of Pirates, Abandoned Misfits. Each week we try to kind of give a rating to the films that we discuss and base it off of when you should go and see that film as opposed to like a number or anything. So with that said, our ratings go from a uh, theater to uh, our rating. Our ratings go from IMAX to theater to dollar theater, Netflix, HBO, TV, or just kind of forget about it. So on that scale, uh, Matt, where would you put Pirates? I'd put it at HBO. I think it's fun, but I wouldn't rush. I wouldn't rush out to see it. Uh, yeah, I put it on Netflix. You know, it's something fun to just rent. Maybe if you're just watching your, I don't know, nieces and nephews, and just gonna go lounge around. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of say Netflix, Blu-ray for sure, because I'm sure this movie. I'm sure it looked great. Did you guys actually see this actually, in 3D? I saw it in 3D. I think I missed actually, out yeah. with the 3D because it looked fine. I mean, it's yeah. not like. I, I mean, animated films look good in 3D. Yeah. So, I, mean, I just can't stand uh, the 3D, so... Do you decide in 2D like me? Wrong with it, lady. <laughs> look, I mean, it's not like... I mean, 3D in general is just useless. Exactly. In terms of, like, other th- other 3D movies versus this 3D movie, like, it looks yeah. fine. I'm just curious I mean, if I was missing out, because I could totally see where they, were, where they did the 3D conversion, like, what scenes. And I was like, I wonder if this looked better in 3D. And it, it was kind of dark with 2D, too. So I was just thinking. Did, did you see Coraline? In 3D? I did not. No. I did. Did I miss out? Coraline looked good in three. Well, they shot it that way too. Like they, 
took extra yeah. time to shoot yeah. it in 3D, which was something. Stop animated film where you got to, you know, record everything motion by motion. Then you got to, you know, do it twice because you're doing it in yeah. 3D. Huh. So, given that we're recommending this film on Netflix and HBO, like it does, I, I don't think anyone's losing out on seeing the movie in 3D necessarily. Mm. So it's just an added thing that's on there. It doesn't really, it looks fine. But, yeah. yeah. So that's, uh, that's the pirates. Um, let's, uh, well, actually let's, before we move on to Raven, let's move, let's do a little, uh, little of our, uh, movie callback. Callback, callback, callback. Formerly known as retro review. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so we're gonna kind of, you know, let's, any, any, uh, movies come to mind that, you know, you thought of while watching pirates, Band of Misfits? All the Aardman films, Chicken Run, Wallace and Gromit, just the style and, it had some of the humor, not a lot of the similar, but it it, it reminded me of them. Yeah, I mean, same thing, it, like the Walls and Gromit stuff. And again, I mentioned Flushed Away mostly because Flushed Away was also stop animation or claymation, and it was just, it really kind of didn't hit with me that well, as opposed with the Walls and Gromit. Maybe it's because the familiar, familiarity of the characters I've had with Walls and Gromit through the years. But also um, the Muppets, because when they're... I was wondering why that albino power was throwing out frisbee discs, and then when they zoom out onto the map, you can see why they why he's doing it. And the captain does it when they're in the hot air balloon too, which is really funny. Um, but it's almost like traveling by map, which is the fastest. Way to they do travel by map yeah, quite a bit. Yeah, it's movie. apparently the fastest way to travel. <laughs> yeah, I thought. Yeah, I thought thought of the same basic move. I mean, obviously the Armin movies, and I also I, I thought of. Um, Kind of some of the the DreamWorks movies that like skew more heavily towards uh, pop culture references, and I felt I thought of Pirates in a good way, just in the how they kind of use certain aspects, certain, those kind of jokes, where it didn't feel like the movie would be dated because of the jokes that they were using. Like it felt like it'd be pretty accessible, like years from now anyway, without having to be like, oh, that was that's a fun call to that one commercial that was funny once. Right. Like it, I mean, it, I think it, I think it made better use of having certain types of contemporary humor put into the context of a pirate movie. Yeah. So. Well, uh, let's see. That was, that's our, that's our views on pirates. Let's move on. Let's move on to our next review. Then the, the, uh, not different at all. The <laughs> Raven. <laughs> Hold on. Dear God. Get the inspector. This crime is familiar to me. Edgar Allan Poe. To what may I attribute the honor of your call? The night before last, a young girl and her mother were found murdered. The daughter's body was lodged in a chimney. The mother's head severed with a straight razor. You're referring to one of my stories, a work of fiction. I'm afraid I am not. Do you actually think that I murdered these people? What cannot be disputed is that your imagination is the inspiration of a horrendous crime. I love you, Edgar. Be careful. I believe the killer is taunting us. I challenge a brilliant detective mind of Edgar Allan Poe, a game of wits. I will kill again, and on that new corpse, I will leave clues. Fortunate as this is, you may be uniquely qualified to cast light on our killer. All right, so that was a little of the trailer for The Raven, the new film starring John Cusack and as Edgar Allan Poe. And the film is basically a serial killer thrower, which has um, a serial killer murdering people in grisly manners that relate to the works of Edgar Allan Poe. And of course, this is during the time of Poe's existence. And the killer is actually challenging Poe to kind of a 
<laughs> he wants to play a game and um <laughs> He involves Poe and his little sadistic game of murder and eventually kidnaps his girlfriend to make things even more intense in hopes that Poe can figure out the various clues that he's leaving that relate to the poems and various works that he's authored in the past. And with the help of Detective Fields, played by Luke Evans, Poe and Fields are going to have their work cut out for them as they, you know, attempt to solve the crime of the century or something. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> Yep, all of that, indubitably. So, with that being said, Abe, what did you think of The Raven? Uh, it, it's kind of a big miss because it's uh, it doesn't really hold up suspense that well, and I don't think it's really that thrilling overall either. I think that the makeup and the set pieces are actually really well done. It's very dark in terms of, not the storyline, I mean, obviously the storyline, I guess, but, you know, it's dark. They, they dwell in alleyways and whatever else, um, and the, the group killings are pretty grisly, but it just, it, I don't know, I think the, the best way that I can describe it is in the first about, I think maybe like the first 10 minutes or 20 minutes, you already have two juxtapositions and one is a grisly murder and the other is just Edgar and Alan Poe just being uh, a drunkard and it, it kind of just keeps going from there, but at the same time it never really establishes kind of really anything. It's not really like a, a movie where I, I was upset at it, like, you know, don't be afraid of the dark where I was just sitting in my chair just waiting for the movie to be over. It was just more of like, wow, well, I, I kind of hoped that this would bring a little bit more intrigue, I guess. I was actually pretty intrigued with the them trying to find the killer and them putting the clues together, but they didn't really, you know, dwell on that too often and too much. Um, also, you don't really know where these characters are really coming from. I think one of the, the things that I didn't like the most, or one of the things I didn't really like a lot was Detective Fields. He's kind of just... Why is he so, you know, why does he get so invested in this case for particular reasons or whatever? I mean, you don't really find out. There's also this point where he gets injured later and then he's he's super dogged and determined to go find something. Yeah, he starts, he starts yelling constantly. Yeah, and it's just like, um, where did this come from? And, you know, why does, did he have like a wife that was, you know, murdered or whatever? So it's just... It's kind of all over the place. Um, I think that they could have focused in on, on maybe just a few central characters and just left it at that. And I think that would have been a better film overall. But again, in, on the whole, it's not really anything great. It's not really anything good either. It's kind of just like, it's eh. Um, and it's, the trailer is probably a little bit more misleading than, than not. Yeah, uh, and also, uh, Matt, you didn't see this movie, and uh, but feel free to interject anytime you want to. Um, yeah, the Raven. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. I wasn't too keen on it either. And it's here's a scene. <laughs> the the, um, the Edgar Allan Poe and Detective Fields like track down the killer's like his clue to like a certain spot in like a cemetery. And so they all get there, and of course the killer's there for whatever reason. And like one cop looks up and he's like, "Oh, it's the killer!" Right? And he tries to shoot at him, and somehow he's like maybe what like 10 feet away from up standing up top he misses him and then the killer jumps directly at him and slashes yeah. his throat and like gets <laughs> there's it's just really lazy screen right where it's just like these terrible like conventional scenes that are really bland that happen in like all serial killer movies where like the killer's right there for whatever reason but he gets away so conveniently <laughs> and it's just there's nothing brought to the table that makes this premise which is inherently interesting more interesting like it, it's just really bland throughout like I like the idea of, like, Edgar Allan Poe has to face, like, a, a character who's acting like someone that, that he's written, and, like, he has to... 
I don't, it's just bad. It's, yeah. it's, I don't want to even spend more time talking about the, how bad the story. It's just a really weak script. The um, Everything falls into play. There's no thrills in this movie. There's no tension going on. There's, there's maybe a little bit of tension involved in certain death scenarios like the pendulum scene but when you take a step back from like seeing a pendulum swinging across and over the top of some guy who's going to have his like innards like split open at any second you think how elaborate is this plan where like the killer set up this ridiculous process of like a huge machine mechanism that like lowers itself every it's just it took a lot of work it took a lot of work and like no one's here to witness this. Like it's just him watching his own work happen. Like he could have just. There's no like. Lo- I think, I think the <laughs> there's thing- nothing to be gained from like sitting by himself, admiring the the machine that he's built, so he can kill this yeah. one guy, so everyone else can come after the fact and like just see. Oh, there's a big pendulum sticking in this guy. I wonder how that worked. I don't know, but he's dead. That's for <laughs> sure. Like there's no. <laughs> there, there's things where you have like Edgar Allan Poe, who has a lot of really interesting and macabre work. And the movie treats it. The movie treats it more like these are guys that heard about Edgar Allan Poe's work as opposed to ones that have actually, actually like read his work. They're just like, oh, okay, Telltale Heart. Okay, we'll just have a heart in some scene. Yeah. Or oh, oh, there's a ra- okay, we'll just put some ravens in here. Like no, they don't really dissect the work that he's done to like make it more interesting and to make to make Poe to make Poe like really delve. You, no one really reflects on the work that Poe's actually done. It's more of like a let's just make passing reference to this and set it in this time period to have like kind of a a coating over the standard serial killer movie. Now, with that said, the production's pretty slick. Yeah, like, it's a good-looking it movie. Is. Like, uh, James, director James McTeague, who did uh, V for Vendetta yeah. and and the, the wonderful Ninja Assassin. Um, he, Rain! He, he's, he's st- he, yeah, starring Korean pop star Rain. Uh, he's dialed back kind of the, 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 the higher kineticism of his direction in those films to, you know, fit more of a period drama. And uh, with that, like, it looks good. It's like, you know, the costumes are nice. The production design looks solid enough. And I like Cusack in this movie for the most part. Like, I think he, as I've mentioned before, he's he's clearly channeling Nicolas Cage in this film, <laughs> both acting and hairstyle. But um, I, I like, that was the other thing. I liked how it set him up. I liked the idea of, like, Poe is essentially a an, an unrespected author who's smarter than everybody else. And like, he's basically presents himself as an unlikable character, which I like more than like an inherently good guy. Who's having a lot of hard luck towards Hosta's way. I like the idea of setting himself up as a, a guy that like, you don't necessarily need to like, even though he's very charismatic, something like house. Where, like <laughs> He's not a guy that you're like, I oh, mean, I want to hang out with house. You don't really want to, but you're like, you still want to be like, you well, he's got a, he's fun to watch. Yeah. yeah he's, fun, he's fun to watch or even Sherlock. Like, <laughs> you know, he's, but those move the, the house and Sherlock have been done better, better than how this movie presents Poe. Like, and, and like Cusack's doing what he can. And it, like he's playing, he's playing fairly different. He's not playing like a John Cusack character. He's playing a character in this movie. And I like, you know, seeing him stretch a bit, but yeah, there's just nothing that makes this movie rise higher than the initial premise, which is interesting. Like, it's just really bland overall. We must assume Miss Hamilton is still alive. Why must we assume that? Because it's more convenient to do so? Why am I to blame? Where were all these officers last night? Where were you? He told you he was coming! Mr. Poe, listen to me. This killer is methodical. He will keep her alive to keep you involved. It's part of his game. Yeah, it, and it really falls apart at the end, too. It really does. Wait. I mean, it's like the, the point that you talked about, that scene that you're talking about, where the guy just the killer just jumps off like this ten foot ledge, they they have invested a lot in that in that police officer that you see I guess slashed, 
And it's just like, okay, well, I guess that's his end. Um, and the other thing I wanted to point out is if it went like a traditional kind of like a whodunit, I think that actually would have been interesting. But you never really get it. Yeah, you never get a sense of, okay, well, oh, where was, where were you like 10 minutes ago? Why, why didn't you come when the person was screaming? It's like, it's kind of just like, okay, everyone's here. It's none of us. We know that for sure. Who is it? Yeah. Not to, not to spoil. I mean, the film, I mean, we're not going to spoil anything, but the film doesn't present you with a lot of option as to who the killer is. But at the same time, it, it gives away some key facts about the shape and gender of the killer pretty early on where you like, you can rule out a lot of possibilities pretty quickly. And even when you get that reveal, it's not one of those very clever ones. It's more of like a, Hey, you remember this person from that one scene? (laughs) Like it's like, (laughs) yeah. You know, it's, it's fine that they did that with like, uh, you know, again, what we talked about with Sherlock two game of shadows is like, Oh, you know, as Scott Mendelson mentioned, you know, why did they choose like an obscure character from Mori- Moriarty? Or, you know, why do movies choose obscure characters to be the villains? And I guess, you know, you don't want to give it away in the in the casting credits, which is true. But at the same time, it's kind of like, you know, this movie didn't really do that. Or maybe they thought too much about it. Did, well, it, did, it, it didn't make it very interesting in the right. reveal. Like you get the reveal. And even if it was who this person ten, ends up being, you st- you still walk away going, well, OK, that wasn't. <laughs> didn't really that wasn't a huge revelation to me like i'm glad that this one person was really obsessed with poe for whatever reason but yeah. um <laughs> didn't really reflect and there was actually the part where they converse they meet kind of meet you know they have like the uh, the meeting it, there's the, the the villain starts monologuing. yeah exactly yeah with no cape on mind you but um there are plenty of capes in this movie though there are scenes of the killer running away with capes and the winds blowing it back there's it's no airplane like dark <laughs> So, uh, but uh, there's there's an interesting scene where they both take a shot of whatever alcohol, and uh, for a second there I was thinking, is this gonna be like a, a an identity, you know, like John Cusack's movie Identity, where you think a better, a little film. bit better, except the ending was just ridiculously laughable. I like the ending of Identity. I like where that. I remember that there was that character at the end of Identity, and Matt, feel free to jump in too. Uh, but it's just, I was just like, that is the worst line ever. <laughs> Okay, yeah, okay. I'll give you the dialogue, but I like where it went. Did, have you seen Identity? No. Okay. Yeah, it was interesting the way that it played out, but yeah, that that last line was stupid. It was cool. I, I'll yeah. give you that. I can give. But you yeah, that. I mean, otherwise, I actually like that movie quite a bit, actually. Um, but anyway. I have it on. Cool. Yeah. Uh, with the Raven, it's just again they they don't stick to that traditional whodunit kind of thing or slowly narrowing it down until you have this tense you know meeting of the people that you think are good guys and but it's just i don't know it's it's kind of just so yeah i was also brendan gleason really annoyed me in this movie and i like brendan gleason and i like how we've had two 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 blending exactly he's he's closer and closer to becoming a friend of the show at that rate but um Yeah, Brendan Gleeson's in this movie. He's like really annoying. <laughs> he's he's like there's some kind of animosity between him and Edgar Allan Poe, which is never right. explained. He just doesn't like his character for some reason. And then he makes you know he makes all the wrong choices as to <laughs> how to go about how to go about conducting I want his business. On my ball. Fine, they can be there. <laughs> that's the, there's okay. That's another thing. The uh, the Alice Eve's character in this film. She's like she's the she's the daughter of Brendan Gleeson. The love, and the love of Poe's right. life. Yeah, and. Um, the the whole thing is that she's going to be kidnapped. Like the killer sends a message telling him that he's pl- he's basically going to kidnap this girl, and you get these like 
and it's going to be at this this costumed ball. So not only does Brendan Gleeson continue to go on with the ball, like knowing that the police have told him that something bad's going to happen, knowing that there have been grisly murders going on around town, but he's like, I'm still going to have my fit, my popular my popular yeah. ball, and have my daughter as like front and center in it. <laughs> but so then you get like these like these dramatic these heavily dramatic shots of like a horse riding, which was pretty cool, coming up. It was pretty cool the first time, and they showed the same shot again. <laughs> but, but, but then somehow the horse gets in through the doors. Like, he gets the horse gets all the way through the front door and just, like, bursts into the center of the ball. It was like, that was yeah. hilarious to me. Like, well, how did this happen? Is there no one, like, we can, was there no, like, door, door guard right. that, like, says no horse allowed? Like, <laughs> there was, happened? like, no, like, even the hobbits had that little guy to go stop the... Uh, the... Uh, yeah, yeah. Honestly. But, um, no. I... So, yeah, she gets, so she gets taken yeah. easily. And uh, and Brendan Gleeson's still angry at Poe for some reason, but then he inexplicably changes to like being like his buddy buddy all of a sudden, like towards later in the film. It's just weird and inconsistent. And the, there's just these characters are just nothing besides Cusack. All these characters are just there's nothing to them that makes them interesting. Yeah. Luke Evans could have been. I like Luke Evans I like, in general too. I like his character of, and Luke Evans the. Actor. I like his character initially, and he's got a kind of like a ruggedness to him where I like like seeing him on screen. He's kind of like a he's like he's like Orlando Bloom's older handsomer brother. <laughs> And <laughs> now that you mentioned that, yeah, I guess I could see that. <laughs> and so you see, like, I like, I like his character initially, but then he just becomes like this guy that's just screaming and angry. Yeah. And, Where's like, my gun? It's like, what? Yeah, What's exactly. going on here? It's just, yeah, and then, like, yeah, Brendan Gleeson, I've already said, it's annoying. Alice Eve, she's, like, she looks good. There's plenty of cleavage in this film featuring oh, yeah, her, no, 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 so that's no. nice, I guess, right? Because there's nothing else to her character besides. And that's another thing. There's, one, there's a part where she's playing piano in front of, like, all her friends early on, and one of the characters is like, oh, Emily, you're so full of life, just beating you down with the dialogue of, like, oh, this is obvious. <laughs> like, another, another part, you know, you had mentioned, like, the weak dialogue, the weak script is just when that horseman rides through and then they shoot him in the shoulder, and he's like... He told me you ordered me, and here, here's a note. And it's like, what the, uh, what? You know, how is this thrilling or sad or exciting or anything? There, this is just stupid. Yeah, there's not a lot of people acting the way they would if they per se got shot or you know are being about to be horribly murdered. <laughs> so it's just a really huge. I don't know if it's a disappointment. I think it's just more of like, uh, it was just not very good. If I didn't know going in that the movie wasn't being well regarded, I would say that it's a disappointment just because the premise is good. There's good things in this movie. The movie looks good. Cusack is good. The idea is good. It's just the movie is bad. <laughs> it's not like it just it, it it takes like things that could have been interesting and doesn't do anything with them. It could have. If the, I'd rather watch like a History Channel biography about Edgar Allan Poe, who's an interesting character, than watch this movie, which does nothing with like what he has to offer as a character. Mm, I think I found John Cusack as Edgar Allan Poe okay because I don't really know that much about Edgar Allan Poe, um, but it just you know I, I felt that he was kind of just when he, and, and you won't having having seen this movie so. <laughs> when when he got into like the the writing aspects of things again and where he was you know not calling everyone. A Philistine. You know, Philistine. I, I was like, okay, that's fine. But uh, before that, I was just like, this guy's really annoying. I, I can see why he has no friends and wanted to marry his cousin or something <laughs> like that. So, um, but anyhow, it's just meh. And again, the it kind of unravels at the end there, and you're just left to wonder. Yeah. Really? <laughs> There's a scene toward the end, maybe even the last scene, where you have to question 
forms of transportation. Exactly. <laughs> yes, yes. And you have Travel to think, time. how does that even work out? <laughs> so, yeah. The, the Pony Express. Over water? <laughs> yep, it was Pony Express. Uh, okay, so... I'd be, cur- I'd be curious to know if there's like an unrated version or a director's cut and that this cut cut was like if this if this was like a cut that was trimmed down from something originally I but i don't yeah. know we'll see we, i know the movie was pushed back several times but probably because you know it sucks <laughs> so not, not for any other reason but uh yeah so with all that said let's just get to our rating of it um abe where, where would you put it on the on our it's scale another forget about it so you really yeah. don't have to see this at all out of like ever <laughs> it's not even like a it's not even like one of those halloween movies where they just showed on tv and they're like oh wow we should sit down and watch this no, no, no. This is, like, worse than Killer Clowns from Outer Space. <laughs> Mark Hoban will be sad to hear. Well, let's see. Um, yeah, I agree with you. I think it's forget about it. I think it's a missed opportunity uh, that has uh, a number of parts that could have, you know, summed up to something better, and unfortunately doesn't. So, I think we've talked thoroughly about how much The Raven sucks, and we can move on. Um before I get to box office, I saw the other because there are four movies that came out this weekend. I've seen all of them now at this point, and I'm I I wrote down a sentence to describe the other two. The first is the five year engagement, and uh, I, I what did I write here? I wrote the the title suggests the film's pace, but at least it has funny jokes and a good cast. <laughs> so so there's there's that for, for those that want uh, some opinion yes. of the five year. <laughs> and um, okay, there's also safe. And um, the, what I've written down here is, you're unsafe when Jason Statham has his foot in your face. So, oh, wow. <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's, uh, it's fun, safe, but it's like after seeing The Raid, it's like, wow, these action movies can be more brutal. <laughs> so, but it's still fun. I think, Jason Statham, I think Jason Statham's very good in that movie, actually. I would, I'd certainly I'd recommend okay. safe. Yeah. All right. So let's uh, let's do a little box office talk. Um, we um, haven't done this in a while. We uh, we recorded our last episode in advance before we had any sort of idea of what the box office would be like. And uh, so actually, you know, to just as, in saying that, I think we predicted something, and it turned out that Think Like a Man was like the big. I think we all predicted the lucky, lucky one. one was going to be number the lucky one. one was going to yeah, be the winner. That week. Yeah, and we were wrong. Yeah. We were yeah we were wrong because the Think Like a Man, the Steve Harvey's film, is like based off his best-selling novel that has a pretty a decent cast actually i like the people in the cast i just didn't really want to see it but um that movie was number one that weekend and it is also number yeah, one this it's weekend it's doing pretty yeah. well for itself yeah it uh it uh, scored another 18 billion which is pretty solid for that kind of movie like it certainly made back its budget and then mm-hmm. some and then it looks like we it, there's no real exact figure yet so it looks like almost a four-way tie for second place as of now really? the uh pirates is kind of Pirates is in the lead. It says 11.4, then The Lucky One with 11.3, then The Hunger Games with 11.2, then The Five-Year Engagement with 11.1. But those numbers could change, so we'll see, yeah. I guess. Any, anything, could, anything could flip around. So, you know. I, original, I originally predicted Five-Year Engagement coming on top. A lot of people would have thought a Five-Year with Engagement. With the casting and, yeah. Just yeah. not the cast and stuff, but, yeah, just. And with Judd Apatow's name attached, you would have thought that that's so. Right. <laughs> You okay there? What? Yeah, I see. <laughs> Sorry. But yeah, that that yeah, none of that panned out. Uh, Safe uh, got sixth place of seven point seven, and the Raven came in right behind that with seven point two. But uh, you know, all these numbers will change. I'll try to put them in the show notes, I guess. Exact, or I'll just put a link to Box Office Mojo because <laughs> I, 
because people are so concerned about the Sunday results of the box office for Out Now hey, American Dave. That's where they get their news. On, on okay. the Wednesday when they look, on the Wednesday when they listen <laughs> to the show, <laughs> so, they don't look at the box but, office. Uh, they just wait for their news. <laughs> yeah. Are we doing a um, <laughs> review? They, they wait for our, our, our two day later yeah. report. What? Are we doing a um, callback? Oh yeah, That's my good. bad. Uh, let's no do. Let's yeah. Okay, uh, I forgot the Raven. Uh, let's do a movie callback. Um. Yeah, I was around of Zodiac and just... Yeah, wait, hold on. You didn't even... I said movie callback. Oh, wait, wait. Callback, callback, <laughs> callback. Now the necessary bit of echoing is done. Fake echoing. Okay. Uh, yeah, I was reminded of Zodiac uh, just because of the, the clues that the killer's leaving and stuff like that. Sleepy Hollow for some of the cinematic stuff. And The Bone Collector for how stupid it was. Because The Bone Collector, if you ever watch that movie and then you see wait till the end when, they're, when the killer's revealed, you're like... That's stupid. <laughs> the Bone Collector sucks. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I also thought of I thought of Sleepy Hollow, and I thought of Seven, and I thought of From Hell. Uh, From Hell is not a movie I love, but I think it's better than this. And I, well, I love Seven and Sleepy Hollow. And that said, I wish The Raven was, you know, more fun. Like, that was another thing. It was just not very That's fun. Like, it could have been. true. If it had just it gone could, if, to that fun, cheeky if, stuff. Yeah, yeah. if it. Yeah, if if it went like with more more dark comedy, or if it like had more of a campy edge to it, like it would have been more fun. If it, no, it had, it didn't even have like actors that were like really hamming it up. Like it didn't even have like over the top performances. It was just kind of like, just bland. Bland is the best way to describe this movie. It's just nothing going on in it. Or it could have been, you know, darker. It could have been a darker thriller, like like something like Seven. Right. Really made use of of the time period and. The, the gothic horror that's going on around it could have been more fun in that respect, but it's neither of those things. Just sit somewhere in the middle, some some dirty place where you don't want to go. <laughs> All of call that. Call back. Call back. Call back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, with that out of the way, I think we have a little time for games. Oh, do we? I think we might. Yeah. Let me. Let me. Are, let me. Can, can you check? Some... Can yeah? We gotta check. Let me, let me go check. Let me go, let me go. Let me go run somewhere and check if we have time for games. And I'll be right back. That was me running. Apparently, <laughs> sounds like somebody's at the door. <laughs> sounds more like it's time for games. Yeah. So for that, with that other way. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Let's uh, let's play a little alternate movie titles game. Let's do a little of that. Where. Uh, I name some alternate movie titles to random films, and you try to guess them. And Abe is pretty good at this game. Matt, do you get how we're gonna play this? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna read some some incredibly unclever titles, and you guys are gonna try and guess the movie that I'm referring to via random synonyms. So, okay, here's the first one: The Blackened Servant of the King. I'm gonna spitball here. Is it in the name of the dungeon? No, it's not. It's none of that. It's not that terrible. <laughs> that has Jason save the minute. Yeah, that we we don't talk about that one. That's the black mark on his record. And the Expendables. <clears throat> this is a popular movie. Decade. The the O's the knots two thousands. <laughs> the Dark Knight. It is oh. the Dark Knight. All right, one for Matt. Okay, here we go. Bringing up the Grand Canyon State. Raising Arizona. Raising Arizona is correct. Okay. Two, one point each. Here we go. Next one. The siblings develop. Twins. No. The siblings develop. Step brothers. No. Species part two. 
Uh, <laughs> remember, all about synonyms in this right. game. Right. Siblings develop. Abe, we've talked about this. Is, is that one of our reviews? Nope. The siblings develop. Mamma Mia. <laughs> the Brothers Bloom. Oh. oh. Uh, I'm sorry, Ryan. I'm sorry. It's like you're really funny. Okay. Oh. I, I know. Uh. I mean, seemingly an easy, an easy clue. Okay. Uh, here we go. Spider-Man. Next one. Go grab the small person. Um, go grab the small person. <laughs> 90s. Yeah. Willow? <laughs> Not 90s. <laughs> go grab. Go get the short. Get the short. Get shorty? Yes, get shorty. <laughs> yes, it's get shorty. <laughs> Thank you. You're like you're like saying the words yeah. and not getting. <laughs> no, like, okay. Your synonym thing really messed me up. Like, okay, Eric's just thinking synonyms. What is go grab this shit? <laughs> get shorty. Oh, thank you, Danny DeVito. Next one. Street vacation. Huh? Street vacation. Street vacation. Road. What decade? Road trip. Did you see? Uh, Road trip. Yeah. Uh, okay, that's three for eight. That's oh. bag, baby. <laughs> Good work. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jeez. The brothers bloom. I really thought I thought that was way easier than you made it out to be. Okay. Developed? Was that what it was? What? The bro- the siblings develop? Yeah. Okay. Alright. Let's uh let's move on to what we're gonna talk about next week then. All right. And uh, some movie come. What is it? Oh, I, the Avengers comes out next. I've week. never heard of that, but it must be a limited release. Yeah, it's 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 a ragtag group of dis- disabled characters. They um, have like their own uniqueness about them. <laughs> it sounds like a ripoff of the yeah. FP. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what it is. And um, yeah, so that happens. That the Avengers finally comes awesome. out next weekend yeah, for for everyone to see. <clears throat> and. Um, yeah, so let's uh, let's go a little a little do a little box on the And uh, okay, well, is it is it tracking to be a hundred million? It's gonna be more than that. Damn. Wait, when is it open? Friday or is it open like a Wednesday? Friday. Okay. Oh. It, Matt, you have any numbers in mind? Um, I think it could make well over a hundred and sixty million. Opening weekend. Wow. Yeah. Okay. One sixty. Wow, that's a lot. Um, three-day total. I'm gonna go with uh, I want to say 140, but I think it's gonna be lower than that. But I'm gonna stake with 140. 140 over three days. 140. Okay. Yeah. I am gonna I'm gonna go. I'll go like Dark Knight numbers and what is what was that? Like 151. I'll go 151. Dark Knight numbers. 151. Well, I mean that's been overshadowed by now with Hunger Games and uh. And twi- was there a Twilight or a Harry Potter? One of those <laughs> over that opening weekend. <laughs> so yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. It's gonna be big. We'll see. And the movie's pretty big. So true. All right. Yeah. So there we go. We'll we'll see how those box office totals turn out. And uh, you know, we'll we'll have our Avengers episode next week too. I believe. I believe um, Abe has taken steroids, so he'll be rage roiding as the Hulk next week on the show. So that should be something. I didn't understand <laughs> it because I'm on steroids right now. 
Wait, that doesn't make sense. No, no that was terrible. That was... <laughs> That's a horrible joke. Let him try that again. Abe, no understand. Run, rage. Ah. That's better. That's right. better. It's not good, I but it's still better. Down so I can't have you know any kind of weird stuff going on. Yeah, yeah, you do that. Anyway, that's going to do it this week for Out Now, Faraday. You can find more of my work at my personal blog site, thecodazeek.com, where you can find all my written movie reviews, as well as at whysoblue.com for all of my uh, Blu-ray coverage and, you know, other other coverage. I'll be actually, I'm going to be doing the, be covering the Newport Beach Film Festival all this week, actually. So I'll be working plenty, trying to, to check out some some random indie films that are possibly coming soon. And uh, you can also find me at Twitter at twitter.com slash Aaron's PS3. Uh, you can find more fun stuff at walrusmoose.blogspot.com, two animals, walrusmoose.blogspot.com, and twitter.com slash walrusmoose. And you can find stuff at creedsdelight.com, twitter.com slash creedsdelight, and you can find my contributions at Why So Blue. Awesome. Yeah, I think that's going to do it. We all, uh, you can find all our episodes at for now, apparently, name on iTunes at uh, hhwlod.com. You can find all the shows there, as well as the other shows from the other net, other podcasts on the network, including the Walking Dead TV podcast, Legion of Dudes, Half Hour Wasted, just a lot of fun shows about comics and games and movies and other fun stuff. And um, of course, you can email us at outnow at podcast at gmail.com. You can uh, also find all most of the new episodes at outnow.podomatic.com. You can find all the newest episodes and uh, some exclusives. You can also email us at outnowpodcast at gmail.com, where you can you know, feel free to to let Matt know that it's okay that Abe beat him in the alternate movie titles game because Abe's, you know, he's he's not that Aww. good anymore anyway. He's, 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 he's fading. He's fading. <laughs> and of course, you can uh, like our page at facebook.com slash outnowpodcast and follow us at twitter.com slash outnow underscore podcast. You can, you know, all the updates and everything gets through there. So, you know, easy, easy said, easy done. Um, yeah, next week, Avengers. Good stuff, I guess. The Raven sucked. <laughs> That's for sure. Nevermore. Um, those, those, yep, exactly. And uh, Matt, thanks for coming on today. Good yep, night. fun. Sure to get you on again sometime, too. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I guess that's it. So until next time, so And long. goodbye.
coming, the sun's zooming in, engines stuck on it, the wheat is going to a nuclear era, but I have no fear, cause London is drowning Um, because Abe stole my question, um, what? <laughs> I'm trying to think of a new question. So, yeah, I, uh, I'm coming up with something eventually. This is how your brain sounds when it's working. It is. It's the sounds that it actually just sounds like this. <laughs>